0: And I skateboarded Stone for the first time too.
1: Welcome to Dead Tour Tales. As we approach the final tour for Dead & Company, summer 2023, we wanted to document the experiences of fellow Deadheads and Tourheads we've met along the way, including some of the legendary figures who've played a larger part in keeping the wheel of the Grateful Dead experience and culture rolling. We've met some pretty cool friends and characters along the way, and we felt this was a good opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit, and share with you some tales, both adventuresome and sometimes tragic, and usually psychedelic. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour Tales time. Hey everybody, welcome to Dead Tour Tales. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're here. Uh, we got a great episode for you today, uh, per usual. I think today's episode by far is one of my favorite ones that we've done. Uh, we have our friend Nordy in the studio with us, and uh, I just want to say a couple things about Nordy Nord- Nordy's one of those dudes, um, I-, I feel like we were friends before we ever met. You know, uh, I feel like I had been seeing this dude for for years. Uh, somewhere, somehow, it was like one of those, you know, uh, like cosmic friendships. Um, if you can dig what I'm what I'm saying, uh, you know, we met at Skull and Roses last year, uh, and again, it felt like we'd known each other for a long time, even though we were just meeting. And um, you know, and then as circumstances happened, we. Uh, saw each other a couple more times and then, you know, I, I asked him to be on the podcast, found out about his book, read his book, you know, then really felt like I knew him. And, uh, we've just hit it off and become fast friends, uh, in, in real life or in present time. So, uh, and then, you know, I, I had the the great fortune of, of spending a little time with he and his, his wonderful, wonderful lady, Naomi at this past skull and roses uh, a few weeks ago and, uh, amongst many, many highlights of that festival. I I think that was my biggest, uh, my biggest highlight was getting to spend time with them and, you know, getting to know them a little more. So, um, love you guys. You guys are rad. Uh, you know, Nordy, it's like one of those, one of those friends when you're like, um, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old and you call your buddy up and be like, dude, let's, let's go ride bikes or let's go skating. You know, uh, feels like one of those kind of friends so and then as you get older you just continue hanging out and go to shows together and whatever anyways grateful I know you Nordy I'm glad we've become friends and I'm looking forward to many years of 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 continued friendship so uh and I think you're going to really enjoy this podcast lots of laughs and um it's just a good time so uh buckle up uh just a couple quick things I, I want you to if you haven't already, check out Nordy's book. Uh, it's called Tourhead, My Tourhead, An LSD Drenched Diary, An Electric Psychedelic Road Trip. I was an acid fueled teenage deadhead. My time following the Grateful Dead. Uh, super fun book. Read it in like a couple days, couldn't put it down. Uh, and then also he's got a rad YouTube channel that you should check out. It's just at Torhead. So check him out there. Um, all right, real quick before we get into it, I want to take a minute to uh, suggest you check out our website, uh, Deadtortales.com. We've got some other great episodes available on both Spotify and Apple. Uh, some great guests with some really fun stories. Uh, check them out, download, you know listen, subscribe. Maybe write us a nice email. Um, check out our Patreon while you're at it, if you could. We've got some great s- subscription options for some very reasonable prices. Help put some money in our bank accounts to keep us going, keep this podcast free. Uh, and then we've got some cool merch, too. Some designs by our friends Aaron Cadigan and Ben Corn. So check it out, DeadtorTales.com. And feel free to send us an email if you like bananas at DeadTourTales.com. .com. We love hearing from you. So, all right. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour to Tales time. We got Nordy in the house today.
2: Okay. Well, I I started looking. You know how hard it is to find those goddamn things?
1: I, I mean, any store, any corner store in Florida, probably, oh, right.
2: right? Actually, no. That's where they're banned. Remember, the Poon Slayer truck did not have them because it was from oh, Florida. That's... They're banned in Florida. <laughs> so, we'll have, have, have to. No, we'll I'm have learning. to we'll have to let Wait, in on the on the joke. There's no rules in Florida. It I know, I know, but no, no, of, no, of all that, places, come that on, that one. So when I was looking for them, they kept. I'm like, oh, I want, yeah, just you These are jokes. So I'm gonna get the ten dollars ones, and they're for they're for remote control cars. They make them for remote control trucks. Like, are you serious? <laughs> and, then, and I Little couldn't find the nuts? big ones. Yeah, I couldn't find the big nuts for the truck. You know, I was like this, and then then I found the gold mine. It's like thirty two dollars, and so I spent this and like. I order them then Sarah comes in she's like Brandon someone hacked our Amazon account <laughs> I was like what? Was like what? what's going on? And then she's like someone ordered these like black testicles what's going on I was like <laughs> I started laughing I was like those are for James and she's like is there something I need to know and I was that's, like I was like is it's so for funny. the man their truck net. and she's like you guys are ridiculous she goes that's a like $32 hold them up, hold them up pull them up james <laughs> that's dude that is so funny so but they had right, rainbow this, ones this I, I was gonna get the rainbow ones. you should have got like, the rainbow ones. That made it, just, even it was better. like extra days oh and i was just like oh well i'll just get this nordy had a great
1: idea i'm gonna paint somebody a, a, to, to pay someone to paint these tie-dye Ooh. um if this isn't reason for somebody to get a patreon subscription just so they can see the video footage of what's of how happening big right those now truck that's nuts
2: are those dude, things that's
1: are huge ridiculous so okay oh my god from from the van for tour that dude <laughs> we're I doing did, it definitely well we're using a rental van this summer but so hang
2: them from the from the mirror <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't need to get pulled over. So, okay, we got to let you in. So there's this meme. Uh, it's the best meme ever. And we, we talk about, for two and a half years, we've been talking about making a T-shirt out of it, right? Like, I don't even care if we sell any. I just want to no, wear no. one. I was thinking every, about it last we, all right, night. we got to do it. We got to do it. I'll wear it every day on tour this summer. Seriously. So uh, I'll send it to you right now, Nordy, actually. uh, It's a meme, and it's, uh, well, I'm just going to send it to you
2: it's hilarious it <laughs> <laughs> i still laugh about it every time i think about it uh, i almost right. didn't leave my phone in here cuz i didn't want it to make any noise but uh, well now i, I mean this the this theme. this 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 meme is great it's like this it screams.
1: It rules. it's got its so i have most of my i have a lot of saved folders and my photos cause I have to keep things organized. And I've got tons of this one has its own folder labeled and themed, you know, folders for photos for grouping, especially for like posting stuff for the store. And this one has its own <laughs> dedicated folder. <laughs> it's
3: that, it's
1: that epic.
2: We're going to have to put this on the, on the website, Brandon. So I was going to like, I was going to make it like, I was thinking actually about designs yesterday. Okay. You like Metallica, like lightning strikes, you know, like the ride the lightning shirt, like, rawr, like, shh, like poon, flag. <laughs> and just like lightning strikes, and just having a big vibe. <laughs> like a vibrator. Uh, I, I
1: don't want to put a vibrator on <laughs> it, but I mean, just this as it is. Uh, <laughs> or just th- a big. Truck. <laughs> so. I I mean, I love my widespread panic fans, but I mean, this dude, this is the king of widespread fans, right? All right, so the the meme uh, for those that can't see what's happening on our phones, uh, it's a big truck all jacked up and big wheels, and has an American uh, super redneck truck, American like tattered American flag tailgate. I don't know if that's painted on there or just an actual flag or what for the tailgate. And then in big, like, spooky, like, Halloween uh, font or Slayer font, it says Poon Slayer" across the back window. <laughs> and then somebody made a meme, and it's just a truck in traffic, and uh, somebody wrote on the meme, damn, dude, save some cousins for the rest of us. <laughs> so Brandon and I have been joking about this meme for years, and... Uh, he jokes and calls me poonslayer and the wives don't think it's as funny as we do. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. All right, that's it. It's settled. We're we're doing poonslayer shirts this summer. Yeah. So, uh hey, check us out on tour this summer get your poonslayer shirts. We'll have some for sale and I think we'll we'll try to even do them at a good real good price cuz we want to see everybody wearing
2: poonslayer shirts on a lot. Let me get let me turn this phone off really quick. All right. Oh my god. You
0: gotta get you gotta get weir to wear one.
2: Oh my could you
1: imagine? I I, I would die right there because there'd be no reason to go on living anymore. Like if, if Bob <laughs> Weir wore a Poonslayer shirt, oh my god, that'd be so perfect. Like that would <laughs> n- nothing in life is gonna get any better than that moment right there. Right? <laughs> so <clears throat> um what was I gonna right. say? I oh know. so <clears throat> Brandon <laughs> said Brandon sent me a box of some of this stuff, you know, because uh, we got Skull and Roses Festival coming out here. You know, mo- most of our stuff is produced in Cincinnati, where Brandon is. By the mm-hmm. way, Nordy, this is my co- – I know we started kind of – just started out with a bang here. Uh, <laughs> <it's> my co-host <laughs> and business, business partner with Always Who Hoot Studios, Brandon, uh, hey, he's how actually are you doing? in Cincinnati.
0: Pleasure.
1: Uh, I'm in Santa Cruz, as you know, and you're in uh, Portland. In Portland, or- Portland, Oregon. Whew. okay cool Milwaukee or Portland or, or
0: well, I'm in Milwaukee just like M- four okay. miles out of Portland downtown totally. so. right okay on.
1: okay uh so he you know he sends stuff to me I've got Skull and Roses Festival coming up as you know and then tour starts in LA so keep a lot of inventory out here and in this last shipment that he sent me uh I've just I've been so busy I haven't even opened the box um he's like dude did you open that box yet your birthday <laughs> presents in there I'm like oh no I, I'll get to it I'll get to it and I finally opened it right before we jumped on uh, to do this podcast. Uh nice. And uh, he's like, "You're gonna laugh," and I was like, "Oh boy!" So <laughs> I didn't even have to open the package; I just felt it and I knew <laughs> what it was. And then, well, then you wrote on it, "Happy Birthday, Slayer!" Moon Slayer, <laughs> I
2: did, my handwriting so bad that oh, I wrote okay.
1: it. <laughs> All right, holy shit! Oh my god, you that's got, a good you laugh. Got, Thank you. you.
0: Nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
1: so they're truck nuts. Uh, we, I don't think we ever said
2: what they were, but they're, you know, truck nuts. Um, is that how you dangle. order them? You, you, you Google truck nuts, you can just go to Amazon, but you got to be careful because you think you're getting the bargain and it says RC. So they make them for remote control. Rate, cars. Remote control. Oh, it's, like, it's right. insane. <laughs> There's That's a dedicated so funny. crowd.
1: <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, Nordy, what's up, man? Welcome. Thanks for thanks for being here. I'm glad that we uh, we're able to make this happen today. I know we tried one one time before, and uh, internet connections are weird, and we weren't able
0: to make it happen. But here we are. I'm stoked. Welcome to Dead to Our Tails. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm really stoked. It's 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 been interesting because you know you and I met at Ventura because I was so stoked on one of your shirts. Obviously, I'm a huge skateboarder my whole life. And uh, your terrapin thrasher shirt was all time. I think I saw somebody walking wearing one, and I'm like, "Where did you get that?" And Naomi and I were like, right to your booth."
1: Awesome. <laughs> I know it's perfect, perfect for you. Um, and, and I think when I when I saw you, I was like, "I've seen this guy before." You know, I, maybe I've seen you at Bay Area shows over the past, I don't know, some or years or something. Maybe in Portland when you lived maybe, here. Maybe in Portland. Yeah, that's you know, a possibility Portland's too. Like
0: this big still. So. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I want to but tell a quick. This much,
1: <laughs> yeah. well, no, I'm not going to tell that story. Never mind. Uh, okay, so r- real quick, anyway, when, when we met, I felt like I felt like we were long lost friends uh, that mm-hmm. hadn't, you know, met each other yet. So I, I, I'm really I've been looking forward to this episode, and and then just like the synchronicity, right, of how things ha- ha- have come about. Uh, I had no idea that you had written a book. Um, You know, I didn't know much of your story. You just energetically, you just seemed like somebody that I, you know, knew and you seemed like (laughs) same kind of person. Right. Which was cool. So uh, and then we started chatting because I ran into you at the Warfield. It was the Phil at the Warfield. Right.
0: Yep, in December. Uh, which, I was stoked to see you. I was like, yeah, you you reached yeah. over. You're like, hey.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, I was actually sitting a little further down, but it took a little break and walked up with my friend Salem, and we went up to say hey to some some people, and oh, you happen to be right
0: the there. Salem the tattoo artist?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude. He used to live here. He knows. I, I can't believe that I don't know Salem, because yeah. we have so many friends, and I thought that I knew him back in the day before he moved away, but apparently we haven't but i've sent him like stickers and old skateboard stickers and all kinds of shit i wish yeah, i would have known that that was him you were with
1: oh that's so funny well you you guys will meet at some point i'm sure he, he's a good friend of mine and we did an episode with him so we'll release that at some point and oh, cool. he's done a bunch of he's done a bunch of tattoo work on me and salem and i have become pretty close so
0: i want a piece uh, from him
1: yeah dude he he's he does for good sure. work for sure absolutely yeah you gotta make that happen yeah um so oh yeah so we ran it those phil shows were fucking hot uh yeah. i'm still talking about that rock steady that Aretha franklin cover that they did
0: it was so
1: good dude oh my god I, I i'll still say it for my money phil is where it's at yeah so it's, phil's amazing phil is i great. agree yeah yeah, he still Bobby yeah. You know, He's still plays yeah up tempo he's smiling he's happy yeah Yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and He, yeah, he plays with down. a good mix of people and he's, you know, getting creative at his age, just like Bobby is, you know, and the addition of some horns and the female mm-hmm. backup singers and sometimes taking lead. God, is he's just,
0: yeah, I, I can't well, get enough. So. One of the interesting things that a lot of people don't um, take with them or capture in their ears is all the horns that are actually on the studio albums. Like almost every studio album has horns in the background, you know, like Wake of the Flood," you know, and they didn't apply the horns live ever unless they had, you know, like Clarence Clemens playing with them or something. You know, they never had that horn section. So now that they're incorporating it, it's really like bringing almost a lost dynamic back to some of the songs, you know, which I think is really cool because I like horns. I love hearing that. I love strings, you know.
1: Yeah. Me too, and especially with what the Wolf Brothers or the Wolf Pack are doing right now. That that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things going also. Um, yeah, I think I saw
0: I saw Bobby four times last year and three of them were with the whole Wolf Pack thing. And then the other time was up at uh Hoodoo Ski Resort out by Ben. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Up At yep. 6800 feet outside in the summertime. It was wow. It was killer and it was just the trio, it was just the three of them. So, oh, wow. it was just Jay, Bobby and Don. So,
1: you know, I, I saw them, just the three of them. I think it was back in 2000. It was right before I moved from Long Beach up to. Sorry if you can hear the. the uh, oh. Staying outside. They're doing some gardening, oh, some oh, yard dude. work outside. Uh, I saw the three <laughs> of them. It was right before I moved from Long Beach up to Santa Cruz. And they played the Beach Life Festival in Redondo Beach. And it was the first one. Ah. and Bobby and Wolf Brothers headlined Friday night. Uh, and it was just the three and you know, it was still very new for them. And I love Bobby, but I I, I wasn't a fan. I was like, all right, I'm not into this at all. Um
3: yeah, too, much mean,
1: open, yeah, too much open um, space. It just was kinda didn't seem to connect or go anywhere for me. It was also yeah. outside and I don't know, it just it didn't do it for me and I was a little I almost felt guilty for not liking it you know what i mean it's like
0: you know i I'm mean like, i've had scenes in in the dead situation where i'm like i'm not feeling this man what do they do yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just honest yeah. right
1: they they can't hit every night but <clears throat> so i was really glad to see them again uh, a couple years later and it was a couple summers ago when they played the greek theater in berkeley mm. and that was with the The Wolfpack, so full string nice. string section and Comenti on keys and yep. Barry Sless on on uh, pedal steel and
0: turn Barry up. Oh uh, um, yeah, no, always turn Barry up. <laughs> always.
1: Um, so that was amazing. And, and and then you know Bobby's birthday shows at the Warfield that was uh, incredible too. Did you make it for those?
0: No, no, I didn't. Um, I basically I just saw the three, um, two halt and one Seattle. Okay. So two Eugene, one Seattle, um, that three-night run they did. And that's all I could manage to get to. But th- that three-day run was super fun. And the Halt Center in Eugene, you just – it's like this huge, beautiful open lobby. And you can walk in and out. And they don't check your ticket until you're walking, like, into the theater itself. So you can wow. walk outside, go back to your car, you know. like oh,
1: that's great. Free whatever you
0: want and then come back into this beautiful – like, glass and wood, like, just, it's so nice there. Wow, awesome. So nice. And then the Paramount in Seattle is one of those classic old-school theaters like the Warfield is, where it's been there for a 100 years, and mm-hmm. it's all ornate and decorate, decorated and just beautiful. Fantastic shows, too.
1: I've never seen a show in Eugene. Um, I, I haven't spent a lot of time there since... I've been there once or twice. Actually, Brandon and I were there uh, <laughs> some years ago. We don't have to tell that story. No, 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 no. but uh, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, I haven't been there much since uh, I lived there for a short time in '95, um, and then Seattle. I've only seen shows at like what is it, the Showbox and the uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Numos, and
0: yeah. you know. So I like Showbox. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of shows there over the years. Like the crocodile, different things. crocodile
1: was it? Crocodile Cafe. That is that still yeah. around? Or that's not. Is
0: uh, it still around? I think it. I think, it went, I think they closed.
1: Okay.
3: I, 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 I know Showbox
0: is still there. Um, I know Blue Moon is still there. Um, but I, 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 think the croc closed actually. So. Okay.
1: I love Seattle, man. I want to take
0: another trip up there. I need another uh, north yeah. northwest trip. Uh, sometime Someone else. Soon. Um, who? Another friend of mine in my book, Farrell. Farrell. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he lives. Outside of uh, Gig Harbor,
3: um, oh sure, yeah, up
0: in Washington, and he goes yeah. to all the local shows up there with his wife and stuff. So if you guys are up there, let me know when you're coming up because I'll come up okay. and visit you guys and introduce y'all. Nice. And yeah, that and would be cool. Fun.
1: Okay, I think I saw you yesterday.
0: grateful goat farms. They make goat. Yeah, okay,
1: soap. make soap. Oh, wow. That's right. I read that in your book. Which I want to take a quick second and. Uh, I I want to read a little something about, about your book, if that's okay. I want to plug your book Thank you. we both, we both read it and enjoyed it and is rad. And it was like, it, it totally took me back. And even though I wasn't there at that time, it was like, okay, this is the Grateful Dead experience (laughs) that I remember. (laughs) And it was like fondly reminiscing through your stories and your experiences. Uh, it like took me back to my own, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, okay. <clears throat> so Norty, Norty wrote a book called Tourhead. I was an acid fueled teenage dead fiend. Uh, and if you haven't read it, please run out and get it, uh, because it's super fun. Uh, I can't believe how much you remember, uh, about those <laughs> times. And I'm really glad you did. Cause again, it's a really great read. And it was a lot of fun. And if you've spent any time going to grateful Dead shows traveling around the country, Having adventures on the road, uh, doing things that maybe you know the law says you shouldn't, uh, and I say go for it. Um, then you really enjoy this book. So, <clears throat> okay, about Tourhead. Tourhead details forty years of crazy road stories, spanning my teen to adult life, traveling to experience the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia band, and now Dead and Company. Tourhead chronicles the road trips, acid trips, and mind flips, and all the ensuing hijinks that went down inside, outside, and in between those hundreds of concerts I attended. From being pulled over on acid in Utah, to selling the standard veggie sandwiches, to smuggling weed, to dancing in Madison Square Garden, the stories, much like the music, never stopped. So I'm telling them to you now while the most precious memories are still intact. Join myself and my friends on our journey of awakening. Experienced on the road, living it up across America, following the legendary tripping Earthship known as the Grateful Dead. In a sense, we all became all individual. We all became an individual part of the Grateful Dead shows and a collective part of the parking lot scene that evolved into Shakedown Street. Torhead rolls down a window to the ways of the road in the extreme lengths Torheads will go. Sometimes running literally on fumes, all for that miracle ticket to enjoy one more Grateful Dead gig. A humorous, yet unflinching look at a life spent in pursuit of a musical dream, told from the perspective of someone who is not a musician in a traveling band, just a rabid fan, so obsessed that darkness would set, would set in even if a few shows were missed. <laughs> Come with me and my tour friends to hundreds of shows as I describe the craziness of the journey and the multitude of tales that went down in between all those dead gigs. Cosmic adventure after cosmic adventure happening constantly throughout with no downtime to rest. So if that doesn't pique your interest, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why we're friends or why you're listening. But anyway, we'll get Nordy's book. Uh, we'll put links on in, in our website uh, where cool. you can purchase it and where you can check it out and uh, how you can say what's up to Nordy. All right. Brad, I so, appreciate
0: that, man. Thank you guys very much. That, it's interesting to hear someone else read that, you know. I and- I bet. I bet <laughs>
1: reading words that came out of your your brain. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't heard anybody read anything back of my stuff, you know. And <laughs>
1: how, how how was it hearing that? Was it
0: It's cool, man. I mean It's
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I tried to write that stuff in the book so that <clears throat> it gave you enough information to, to to, you know, to want you to come in, but it also I really want to open up everybody else's memories, too you know like like and what you said about it opening your memories up and bringing you back to places that you had been that was a really big um strong point for me in my head to get out you know I really wanted the book to bring people back to bring you back to tour or if you had never been on tour let you kind of experience it you know in a in a more of a tour headway because there's been a billion books out there that have been written about the dead and this and that. And, you know, and that, and I, that's amazing. I've only found one other book and I read it just recently after I finished my book by this guy, Peter Connors called growing up dead. And, um, it was out of print. I couldn't find it for a long time or for a while. And then I finally got it. Um, it took me a couple months to figure it out, but that's the only other one I saw that really broke down, um, you know what it's like to run around and and experience life following the dead you know and there's other people who've seen you know 700 800 900 shows you know i saw a little over 300 and there's other people who could write more intense more graphic more crazy stories because there were more adventurous or more bold people who would take more chances than i took you know i took a lot of chances <laughs> I'm <lucky>. I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I shouldn't laugh lightly about that because a lot of people are still from stupid acid charges and shit that they, yeah, they yeah, should not yeah. be in jail for. But I agree. I
1: agree.
0: You know, um, I just kind of wanted to put put it down where you know you could just kind of come along with me and my friends on Dead Tour from back then. You know, so well,
1: well right on. I'm glad you did. Um, you know, we we had a similar conversation right like uh, and again very serendipitous we had no idea that you had written this book uh you know which we found out w- when you and I started talking I ran into you yeah. at the warfield, and yeah. then we started emailing back and forth and I was like hey uh I think you'd be great I recently started this podcast I think you'd be a great guest are you interested and you're like no shit hey did you know I wrote a book and so it's just <laughs> totally the way it came about right so but we had a similar conversation you know somebody somebody our producer and good friend of uh, brandon and mine uh suggested Kevin? yes yeah. yep suggested Hi
3: Kevin,
1: thank you brandon, <laughs> <laughs> suggested i think last summer uh, right before tour like hey you should start a podcast dude like because he, he does a bunch of podcasts he hosts a couple he produces a bunch and he's like i, I think that would be good it'd be good content. It'd be interesting people. There's a market there. There's people that want to hear that, you know, especially the popularity of this band mm-hmm. right now it'd be mm-hmm. a good time, you know? And of course the first thing and first two things in my head were there's no fucking way I have time for something like that. And the other thing yeah. is who <laughs> wants to hear, who wants to hear my perspective? You know what I mean? But it takes all or, or our perspective, you know, or, right. you know, I didn't go to, 200 shows or I dipped out for a lot of years, you know, from, you know, after Jerry died and, but whatever, we all have our own. Yeah, totally. So that was really interesting for me to read in your book. And we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, okay. Kind of like we touched on yesterday, you know, but, Mm -hmm. uh, that was, it takes all, all the stories, right. We all make up this soup, right. Everybody's experience, everybody's perspective. It can't all be the same. We don't want it to all be the same. So, uh, true great let's get let's get just like the grateful dead's music it's all, like all of the bands brought different influences right it's like they all each member listened to different uh different styles of music and they brought it all together to to make the sound that we all you know gather for right so absolutely uh it takes all our perspectives and all our stories to make up this and all our energy to make up this giant soup so yes uh we're stoked that you wrote it we enjoyed reading it. Um, so, Thanks. and now we're still figuring out what we're doing with this podcast, stumbling along the way, but you know, fuck it. It's, it's been fun so it's far.
2: Fun,
0: and, you know, Yeah. I mean, yeah. the ones that I've listened to a few of them now and, um, uh, I'm trying to find time to listen to an entire one and not have to break it down and keep going back to it. I, know, so I, get, they're, they're I got to well. listen to two, two and a half of them so far. Yeah. So I'm stoked. <laughs> right, all right. Um, thanks. But I think it's a great fucking thing because, you know, there's, there's other avenues for people to tell their stories and stuff, you know, and there's, you know, uh, just... I guess when you really look at it, there's enough room for everybody because there's so many people involved over all the years that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, uh, I think... People will welcome more stories, you know? Totally. I mean, it's fun. I love right. hearing people's stories. I encourage people to write their own book, you know? Right. Like, right. like, like, yeah. I, like, when people are in. I don't know if you guys know Noganu. Um, Noganu is a good Ganu on YouTube. He's got the whole oh, dead no. channel and stuff. Um, no. I don't um, spend
1: a lot of time on YouTube, but. Yeah, he I, just, I, he, he does
0: live shows and puts mainly Jerry stuff up, but dead stuff too. And um, uh, there's a couple people in his chat room who, you know, people talk about, Oh, I was at this show. He'll play something from 78 or whatever. There's this one guy who goes by Joe Blow, who has seen like 700 shows and he just has stacks of memorabilia and all these crazy stories. And he was a dude who got backstage all the time and knew the band and knew everybody and I'm like, dude, write your book. Yeah,
1: come <laughs> wow. yeah. on. Or at least so, like a blog or something. Do people still read blogs or write blogs?
2: Yeah, I think so. I maybe
1: a blog that you then compile into a book. Maybe that's a way to yeah. kind of com- yeah. compartmentalize yeah. it. And
2: right, it could be <clears throat> a well, book I mean, of just, short stories. Just, you know? to, I mean, just the, I mean, kind of talking about your book, like, how did you go back? with all this where you're just like okay would you just look at set lists and dates and like okay I know it was at these shows and I have a feeling these things happened here I mean Um, it's just like I didn't go to nearly as many shows as you but it's just like even at the minimal (laughs) I I have (laughs) trouble remembering well a lot of substances involved but in the book there's tons of substances as well so it's like I guess the chronological order would makes it easier but it's it's I mean it's very detailed on what (laughs) happened on specific dates you know
0: I mean it I have a good memory for stories and my friends have always been like you know oh yeah like you know you tell it you tell it you know (laughs) okay and and so I was working um for a company called Department of Art DOA here in Portland my buddy Chandler's company and we were doing sets for TV shows and commercials and stuff and um after work We would, you know, sit around and talk and, you know, and and bullshit whatever before we left. And they would ask me different stories and or about different stories. Or I would tell something that, you know, came up about one of my my dead tour tales. And uh, my buddy JJ, who worked there, one of the co-owners, Chandler's partner, kept being, being like, write a book, dude. Put this stuff down. Write a book. So I started just taking notes and writing little little excerpts, you know, and I was just going to submit some stories, you know, and like, um, um, but it just started coming together and coming together and coming together. And then suddenly I had, you know, you know, a hundred thousand words, you know, and so it just, it, it did, it was difficult to put everything into perspective, but the fact that we do have, the chronological order of all the, from all the tapes and from all the history really helped. And then I interviewed my friends for like, like extensively, some of them for hours. And then I would go back and, and transcribe that and take the parts out that I wanted. And, you know, and, and like, I also made sure that everything was a hundred percent true. And I remembered it properly. Like even my buddy, like, I almost didn't put the part in where the dude lost the bet and had to hitchhike home wearing the boxing gloves on his feet. Oh, shit. <laughs> but <laughs> in the winter in Connecticut.
1: <laughs> oh, my. I don't remember that. Yeah, but yeah that the, was oh. –
2: you, you had to walk down the street. I remember yeah. that.
1: Oh, my God. And that
2: I was wanted to the nation,
0: first, in the first and, chapters. And my friends all – because I wasn't there for that one, but my friends – verified that he did it and like and it was part of our whole because we did all these pranks and and bets for our dead shirts you know and just just crazy kid stuff when we were you know 15 but but yeah even even like even the dude having to hitchhike home wearing the boxing gloves on his feet <laughs> <laughs>
1: you'll have to excuse me a second i have to i have to move my truck nuts uh, aside so i can make notes here so,
2: okay. <laughs> I, yeah i love that i love that you know when we're i'm yeah you know, i to be honest i haven't finished the book yet i'm still reading because it had to go back and look at things but i love when we get in the beginning and you're just you're you're breaking it down you're here are the characters here's this right. guy and I met this, and then this comes in line, and it's just like it's like we're like in this we're like in this movie. It's like okay, so and so, it's so and so, and it's so like, and you're, gen- you're everyone's getting in the van, we're getting to But I love that the fact that the parents dropping you guys off at the show, and then you guys oh are tripping in the back seat, then have to go. to What do you guys go to McDonald's? Or you get to go through the drive through or something? <laughs> they oh took my- us to McDonald's. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Um, and
0: everything's just like
1: <laughs> and trying to keep it together the first time i ever took el i had to come home it was at a spin doctor's, concert, I at, love in spin albany. doctor's <laughs> concert in albany new york and i had to come home and i you know, I ended up home hours later than I was supposed to be. And yeah. my mom, my mom I answered like the door. Thing. Yeah. And I was, it was my first time ever tripping. And now I'm home and I'm late and I'm in trouble. And my mom's opening the door and I'm like, oh, my, oh you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> and having,
1: I remember having to walk up the stairs to my room. And I remember the, the wallpaper, the patterns on the wallpaper swirling around. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And trying not to like. Stare at it too long. And yeah, it, yeah. I mean, we know how it goes,
0: right? Oh, my <laughs> That's God. It's hilarious. I do. My cheeks um, start from laughing.
1: <laughs> so I, I I love too that you, uh, your experience was in the 80s, right? Like your yeah. touring experience was in the 80s, uh, yeah. which I didn't start till 91.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in 81, it was my first show. 81, wow. I was into um, them from 78 on till after I turned right around 13. Like, I I smoked weed, and I saw the dead on Saturday Night Live, both right. on the same day. Oh, and, wow. And so the first time I was really stoned was the first time I really saw the Grateful Dead. And they were on Saturday Night Live, and I thought they were going to come out and be like, you know, like Kiss or Aerosmith or, you know, Sabbath or whatever, you know? And, yeah. They just came out and stood there and didn't do shit. <laughs> I was like, but it was still rad. I was like, oh yeah. And then the audience—I remember hearing the Saturday Night Live audience freaking out when they finished their song, like, ah! and I'm like, wow, these fans are nuts for these guys. What did
2: what did, it, did they? They played Saturday Night Live a couple times, didn't they, or is it two, two times?
0: like um, yeah. seventy-eight and eighty, I think.
1: Was it was it seventy eight or eighty
0: when Belushi came out and did uh, U S Blues with him or? Uh, I think that might have been eighty. No, no, okay. no. That had to have been seventy eight. Because wait, maybe when did Belushi die? Eighty three. I think
2: early
1: eighties so. is, is best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, my best guess at that. But so yeah,
0: I, I I don't remember seeing that first one. If Belushi was on, I don't believe he was on that one. I don't think he came out and sang with him on that. Okay. um but yeah that, I was just so that, was, that was my my first really seeing them and then it wasn't while like you were, I while
1: you were stoned for the first time
0: yes yes but yes then... and I skateboarded stoned for the first time too first thing.
1: time you ever skateboarded you were stoned
0: no 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 I was skate I skated down to my buddy's house we were in Virginia on a vacation okay and my old neighbor got me stoned he was a little older than me and I skated back and was like tripping on how much fun I was having smoked after I smoked weed <laughs> skating back.
1: I mean, that's in your book, actually. I remember. Yeah. He's like wow. yeah, Carving
0: the hills. Yeah. And that, then I just happened to, I wasn't like, I went to, I want to watch the Grateful Dead on Saturday night yeah. live. I just turned on the TV because our parents were upstairs, you know, doing parent things and reminiscing or whatever. And I just started watching Saturday night live and looking there they were. So that was wow. my first introduction to them. And then, My friend George, who's featured heavily in the book, um, uh, he went off to boarding school and came back with a bunch of dead records and some other shit like Zappa, too. And uh, that was kind of like, I was like, oh, I had heard of these guys before. Now I can listen to them a little bit more. And interestingly enough, Pigpen is what got me first. Wow, no shit. I was like, wow, like, like... This guy's voice is gnarly, and he sings about edgy shit. You know, like, right, he's like—he's right. got these underlying innuendos in all of his songs. You know, and and he just belts it out like like Bear's Choice. You know, like like that kind of shit just hooked me even before Jerry. You know, like like, right. was also, Pen, so I was like wow. I was stoked um, that somebody could sing like that in a rock band. You know, like. It was impressive
1: to me. I, I'm sure you're not alone in, in that. I bet there's a lot of people that that was their first like gra- grab them. Uh, yeah. You know, was was Pigpen. I mean, it, especially in those early years, he was the front man. You know, he, yeah, he was absolutely. the he was the rave up guy,
0: and you know,
1: he was the one. Well, that's like, how that's Bobby way. and
0: Jerry learned how to sing and be stage performers, and you know, uh, project themselves, if you will, from Pigpen. Right. Right. Like, what do you think? What do you think if he hadn't passed? What do you think he would have done? Do you think the dead would have asked him to leave because they were changing so dramatically? Do you think he would have just kept his his small role because his role had been not necessarily reduced, but, you know,
1: well, it, his health, I think, played a big part in that. Well, and it yeah. was at yeah, the yeah, same yeah. time that their sound was kind of changing, especially yeah. when Keith and Donna came in, because now there's yeah. a little bit different style on the keys. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they were just already coming into a new era in the early 70s, right? Especially after mm-hmm. 70, uh, 70 and 71 with you know, American Beauty and Working Man's Dead, yeah. their style already started evolving with even the kind of songs that they were, were writing. So Yeah, completely. Um, well, I mean, even in the late 60s, uh, Pig wasn't so much the psychedelic guy. He was no, the blues guy. He, you know, he so. hated acid. Yeah. like no uh, way. He had
0: not yeah. hold it, cover his beer.
1: To make sure nobody <laughs> would dose him. Yeah. You know, I, think, I do think about that sometimes. Uh, it's funny you brought that up. Like, what would the band have been like if Pigpen were to have, you know, lived a few more yeah. years, another decade?
0: Yeah. I can't a imagine. Fascinating question.
1: It is. It is. I can't imagine because they're in that decade, their sound changed so much. You know, they went in such a different direction and I can't imagine that they would have asked him to
0: leave the band. Uh, I mean, I honestly think that, you know, he may have he may have left and then probably joined Motorhead with Lemmy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm down with that i i'd like to picture that yeah well
2: some keyboards in, you know some keyboards with you know like bust out was, the piano he was still in it.
1: hawkwind or, uh lemmy was still in hawkwind then right yeah. was that yeah. early 70s he was in Hawkwind. Yeah, yeah he was in hawkwind till 76 76 okay
0: wow that would that would be yeah oh, I, <laughs> I did a video on my youtube channel where i uh where i like compared what Lemmy and what Pigpen looked like in the early '70s, and put pictures of them together, and they both have black <laughs> vests on, and they're all like pins and buttons, and they all look super gnarly.
1: <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
0: I'm Like, are you guys friends?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if not, they should have been, right? Although I don't know if I don't know if uh, Lemmy would have been too into the Grateful Dead. No, 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 no. But,
0: but I also know that. Lemmy liked a lot of the stuff that did influence the dead, you know, like Gene yeah. Vincent and, you know, fifties, you know, like, like fifties, early rock. I, I can see, see their, you know, their early influences definitely meshing, you know, not, sure. not the later music that they separately made, but you know, right. like early right. influences, I think for sure. So
1: a lot of those early blues artists and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So seeing shows, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I just, I think it's interesting that you, so you toured through the eighties, right? Mm -hmm. You you saw your majority of your shows until you, you went in a different direction. And, um, you know, until you and I got a chance to speak a little bit and just reading your book and knowing you just a little bit, you know, my touring, uh, time didn't start until 91. So we, Mm -hmm. we didn't cross paths back then. No. And, and there was a, I feel like from what I understand, uh, there was a pretty major shift that happened in the scene, uh, in the, in the lot. Right. Um, huge. Right. Uh, so touring in the eighties had to be a completely different experience than what it was like in the nineties. And I know you don't have that experience so much of it in the nineties, but you know, my experience in, in the, the, the time that Brandon was able to be around, it was like, I it was like immediately. I don't have any experience of the '80s, right? And that seemed mm-hmm. to be, from what I would hear other people talk about, and whatever, It seemed to be. I don't want to say the golden years, but just a different time, right? And it was like that's what people, more people, were getting attracted to that, and this is rad. And I thought that even myself, mm-hmm. when I first started going to shows in '91, before I saw the darkness behind it, yeah. that was pretty prevalent and almost. I would say, even took over, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. So maybe maybe I like to think that that was part of the leftover vibe that I was attracted to. It was
0: probably more prevalent in the 80s, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know, and- <clears throat> tour got so big after 86, roughly mm. 87, um, that it started attracting an element of people that weren't there see the dead
3: Mm -hmm.
0: they were there to hang out in the parking lot get stuff from the scene you know you know cheap drugs cheap you know place to hang out you know um great way to hide from the law yeah you know because you just you just absorb yourself into this parking lot with seventy thousand people and when that whole scene goes to the next place you just go with it so there were a lot of people who weren't going into the shows, didn't give a fuck about going into the shows, just wanted to hang out. People started getting their cars and their vehicles broken into in the parking lot by people who were there, not going into the shows, like dealers, vendors, merchant mm-hmm. people or merchandise mm-hmm. people were getting targeted. Like they'd watch them put their stuff away when they go into the show and they'd come out and their cars would be broken into, yeah. you know, it, it really had gotten to the point where, you know, it, it, you'd walk through the parking lot and you kind of avoid little pockets because you knew it wasn't a pocket full of true heads. It was a pocket full of people who were just there representing themselves as heads, but not in the scene, preying, you know,
1: on, praying, praying on the, yeah, scene. Praying on the yeah. whole
0: situation, you know? And, and after I left, I, I left tour because um, I had the opportunity to go into to my snowboard career started to take off. And I didn't mm-hmm. even think it ever would. I didn't ever intend to go that route, but my skateboarding took me into snowboarding and it was the early years. And suddenly I had sponsors and I was, you know, making some money and doing things and, you know, working at a snowboard camp on Mount hood. And so yeah. awesome. that, that took me away from tour. But at the same time, I was almost kind of ready to separate myself from tour because it had changed so much. So to, to address yeah. what you were saying, it really, it really changed the 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 landscape yeah. of the parking lot. Not so much in the show because once you were in the show, the show was still the same, you know. But the parking lot, and I want to say like twenty five percent of the vibe, thirty percent of the vibe of the whole parking lot was that. Towards that point was kind of that harsher element of tour you know that's a pretty that's a pretty significant percentage i mean it maybe it was a little less than that some people may not agree with that that amount of percentage but i mean you know like 87 88 you go to irvine like or places where you could see ventura where you could Mm -hmm. see back out into the parking lot from the grandstands or whatever there would be tons of people out there who didn't even give a shit about wanting to get into the show you know, wow. then like people never, never fly in a finger,
3: mm-hmm. not
0: looking for a miracle, just mm-hmm. living in the scene for the scene, not for the dead, you know? Right. And the scene yeah. is my favorite thing. You know, I love it, but I also embrace the scene and have a good time with people yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how we met, you know, and, yeah. in the scene, you know, and, that's what I love, but that had changed a lot, and it turned a lot of people off because it just made it uncomfortable because you didn't know who was going to come up and like hit you up or something. Hey, kind brother. Hey, kind brother. Hey, kind brother. Yeah. <laughs> when, when they weren't really hitting you up and they were not your kind brother. <laughs> That's that's
1: really fascinating to me, you know, because, again, I I only came in when that was that's all I knew. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't have any experience with a different uh, reality in that. You know, it it, it was the percentage was probably that higher, higher by the time I was around and then probably significantly higher in, you know, 94, 95. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't uncommon, especially in certain places to get robbed in the lot. You know, to get mm-hmm. jacked by neighborhood people. You know, that happened yeah. to me at least twice. You know, and yeah. I was a young kid, yeah. Uh, and yeah, there there was a lot of unsavory element in in the lot, um, from nitrous mafia to yeah, you know, like you said, runaways, and but that was. I I don't want to, I don't want to misconstrue this, but part of what was great about the grateful dead scene is great about the grateful dead scene is how inclusive it is, you know? True. Uh, true. and, And I can't say it's a safe place for everybody because it's not because shady shit goes down.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Maybe less so nowadays. I don't see so much of it nowadays, but back then, yeah, there was a real dark element and the hard drugs were a major part of that. Right. Lots of heroin, lots of cocaine, crack, meth. Uh, I mean, that's just, just bad news and it's going to bring bad energy and bad
0: news everywhere it is. And I deliberately left a lot of, and we touched on this yesterday when we were speaking, but I deliberately left a lot of, uh, drug elements out, even though I clearly speak about a lot of them in my book. I left the, a lot of like, I left a lot of cocaine out. I left a lot Mm -hmm. of ecstasy out. I left Mm -hmm. a lot of everyone starting to uh, go past those drugs and start moving into Xanax and heroin Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, sadly, there's a couple people in my book who never recovered and, you know, a couple of them are dead. Some of them are still around, but they're, they're, you know, they're a shell of themselves and... They're basically still on an addicted path, but now it's just they're old. So now it's, you know, basically government subsidized, you know, they get they get their their prescription or whatever. And, you know, but there's also people who have completely triumphed and went completely back up on an amazing trajectory and have, have done great things with their lives after having huge substance abuse problems. My yeah. friend Clark Caswell is an example. He runs his own um, uh, rehab, detox, like, like therapy, like, and he's helped so many people. And he was the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the guy so, I call the cocaine hurricane in my book. That's <laughs> the, the best name. The Along best came game. Clark Caswell, like a cocaine I mean, hurricane. We are. <laughs> I
2: mean, we are like hurricanes, you know. This is like yeah. – yeah. And, it, and like my experience, you know, I'm younger than all, both of you guys. You know, I'm 46. I hit the lot in 93, 94, 95. And I was involved in a lot of the the dealing and a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. And I was introduced to the dead in 90, 1990, 91. My friend's stepfather had a room dedicated to the dead. And we used to oh, steal I mean. nuggets from him. We didn't know. Him. We just thought yeah. we'd, <laughs> smoke a good, we'd steal from him. He'd get so mad. <laughs> but um, it's just, I remember Elmer element totally like, it was eerie. It was like, watch your back. We're trying to get this 10-pack. We're trying to get these vials. Whatever So-and-so's on this. Got a kit. You know, all this shady shit's going down. And it, from what the, what I read in your book, and I'm sure that element exists in drug trade no matter what. You know, yeah. even if 10%, 20%, you know, depending where you're at, 100%. But it's just... I definitely see like what James was talking about, and what you were talking about you left the scene, it's just when I got there it was heroin all over the place. Crack yeah. everywhere. It was just like this monster that had taken over. And it was. It was a hurricane that wrecked through most yeah. of the people I
0: know. Yeah. It you was know. it was a, a lot of the harder drugs, like heroin, for example. And crack wasn't around that much in the eighties yet, you know, it wasn't it wasn't, you know. Plentiful like it is, or it got to be more. But um, a lot more of that stuff was kept a little more under wraps back then. Sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think I think as time went on on tour, people just you know it we're became open so about much it. more prevalent that it was more not accepted but more open. Yeah, you know, like it was clearer that people were heading down those paths or doing those things than it was to me when. I was on tour in the eighties, you know, yeah, but, right. but don't get me wrong. People would drop like this guy, Kurt rest in peace was the biggest fucking head. I knew, um, and he OD'd and chief Hosa campground at Red Rocks in 87, right in the middle of fucking tour. Right. You know, like, and, wow. and he was the dude you would see. It wasn't a dead show. If you didn't see Kurt,
3: hmm.
0: wow. he was at every fucking show ever. And suddenly he wasn't. I wrote a little story about, um, when the, uh, when the, uh, headlight on the Northbound train went out. Wow. So, uh, uh yeah.
1: that, that's a couple, a couple of things I want to say about that, you know, that, that God, I mean, that's such a, it's a, it's the landslide effect, right. Or this, the snowstorm effect, or whatever. Um, a couple of things, right. Yeah. Lots of people started dying like no joke, yeah. right? Like the scene got dark. People were getting ripped off. It was a gnarly element in the you know in the lot and uh, part. And along with that was people were ODing. People people were dying. People were getting arrested more. Uh, oh, yeah. You know these other elements. And the, the government was paying attention, right? The police oh, were paying attention sure. to what was going on. And now, like you said, a lot you know, runaways or people running from the law, fugitives yeah. or whatever, right? started coming around more, which brought the, and all these drugs along with it uh, started bringing more eyes from people that we didn't want to have eyes on us. Yeah, right. Yeah. As a scene. And uh, you know, I hear about operation dead end, you know, that Reagan or Bush started or whatever, you know, and, uh, and it was always the fear of the feds and you would watch kids get snatched up left and right. And it was like running the gauntlet, man. Like you're not, you're one end of shakedown to the other. It was like, okay, am I going to get, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. snatched up by the, the undercovers or the feds or, you know, cops, or am I gonna get robbed? Am I, you know, it was like, fuck dude. Like, yeah, that was wild. Um, and I just want to say real quick too, uh, you know, Brandon and I make no bones about it. We're, we're both sober. Uh, we both have pretty gnarly drug pasts. You know, we are, uh, I don't want to say products of, but we were, uh, we were a part of that. I don't want to say that unsavory element, but in some degrees, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I was there for the music. Uh, that was my first draw, the music and the scene. And then I fell to the dark side. Uh, I wouldn't say it was because of Jerry. Uh, I wouldn't say that at all, but I don't I'm not, not going to put any of it on Jerry. I saw <laughs> what I to be the cool kids doing this thing. I was young and impressionable. Uh I wanted to be a cool kid. I mean, I'll just say it, right? Like when you're young, that's important to you. You know, uh, so I saw what, you know, whatever. And I started doing it too. And then it took over as it does. Some of us make it out alive, some don't. Some of us end up leaving it behind and thriving, some don't, right? Um, Us being sober, us having those experiences. We are no, we're not a recovery podcast. We're not right. even though we're in recovery and both sober uh, and we're not, we're also not saying there's no judgment, right? Like there's lots of drugs that are going to be talked about on this podcast because there's lots of drugs, <laughs> yeah. in the you know, good drugs, <laughs> bad drugs, right? It's if you can you yeah. do, it's all part of it, right? We're not, we don't in any way like, Hey, don't do drugs. Our experience is certain drugs, uh, aren't you know lead down a path that you know yeah we might recommend not going down but whatever you know, <laughs> yeah, live yeah. Lives and, yeah. you know but uh we went down those paths and we were fortunate to make it out not everybody does i'm glad like we're having spot.
0: this conversation today guys totally yeah, uh, me sure. too congratulations uh, to both of you
1: thank you thank you uh, it was fun. I mean, no bones about it. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, <laughs> you know. But uh, oh, yeah. there were a lot <laughs> until they're not right. Until it's not. all dark times. And yeah. anyway, my point is, you know, fuck. Do drugs if you want. Just but be fucking careful. It's it's a different game today. You yeah, know? way different. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, but that's we don't how many do drugs people anymore. I
0: know who are dead from fentanyl.
1: Yeah, dude, it's fucking yeah, crazy. That's just, everyone's dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They dropping like flies. So. Hey, so do drugs if you want, or maybe don't. Right? Whatever. Be careful. Uh, yep. Whatever you're doing. Right? Uh, you I have a lot of fun. To a lot
2: more shows when you don't do drugs. <laughs> you can Dude, buy the tickets I, to go. Yeah, to <laughs> I have
1: I have a lot more fun now hey, than hey. I you know than back then. So yeah. Okay, whatever. here's a question
0: on? for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys see a lot of fucking shows. You're there vending all the time um is it difficult do you guys go to meetings that shows do you like or are you guys just is are you just to the point where you don't get triggered like you know like
3: and no, i know that's no,
0: probably I'll, a hard question to answer i'm not trying to you know it's i'm not, just curious
1: no i appreciate you asking that actually it's it's very uh pertinent um I'll, you mind if I answer first brandon
2: yeah go yeah I was let you go first uh
1: I do go to, I go to war for at meetings in, in in shows. Not every show. Um most of the time I go to Warfrap meetings. I find it's a great lifeline. Uh I have a lot of Wharf friends also, so that's helpful, right? Like just knowing that they're there, uh right. seeing them, right? Uh I do other things for my recovery, but yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say I get triggered so much thoughts occur sometimes, you know, like uh, you know, this would be fun or that'd be fun. Usually more around psychedelics, Mm -hmm. but they're often, well, always, you know, and often quickly followed by the thought, yeah, it's not worth it. Or yeah, fuck no, I'm glad, you know, and I see a lot of, a lot of things that more make me grateful that I am sober, like, fuck, that could be me or there's no way (laughs) I can be doing this. If I wasn't, you know, I don't want to be that, you know? Um, so it's mostly a lot of that. And, and I, I'm pretty solid in my recovery and I feel pretty strong, but again, you know, like you said, it could be any kind of trigger, but I mostly don't get triggered. I have thoughts occasionally, but you know, uh, I never take any action on them. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, you know, I I'm just not who... willing to. I'm not willing to trade the life I have now that I've worked so hard for, for a, a moment of what fleeting, you yeah. know, chasing something that yeah. I've had the experience of. It doesn't. It just ends up a mess, you know. Well,
0: thanks so, for being so candid.
2: Totally appreciate it. That's yeah. I just James just goes to a lot of the, more of the shows than I have been to. But, you know, it's just like, you know, I think what James has done is like he's involved himself a lot, like he said, with war frats and stuff. I've been clean almost, I uh, may of 18 years. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, and I can understand the feeling of people getting triggered. I've been, just been around it so much because I've always gone to shows since I've been clean. Either it was dead shows, punk rock shows, yeah. whatever shows, you know, always surrounded by drugs, alcohol, weed. I just had such an experience my last two years on the in the Tenderloin. That I never want to live it again. So when I made that yeah. choice, I said, "No matter what, yeah. no matter what, <laughs> yeah. I will never do this again." You were and living on the Yeah, for
0: years. Oh yeah, years. I, we just yeah, stayed. We just stayed at for the Phil shows at the Warfield. We yeah. stayed at the uh, Phoenix, right yeah, there on Living the and, and Laster. I used to live in the
3: Phoenix
1: oh, Yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> rad hotel. That that's where a lot of bands stay when 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 they yeah. play. I yeah. stayed there First, once cool. uh living even living in the city uh just as a little like getaway right just like let's go stay at the phoenix for a couple days just because it's a cool hotel yeah. uh and Bill the spill was staying there at the time they were playing at like oh, the great american or slims or something yeah, and yeah. like sitting by the pool and uh doug and brett uh, come like walking by like hey what's up and i, I had met doug a, a couple times at that point so I, I actually talked to him for a couple minutes but it was just yeah, that's just funny. That's the spot that so many yeah. bands, yeah, you know, it's like a little oasis, kind of in the middle. Yeah, of dude. Once once, war that, zone. once that
0: metal door shuts and you're inside the square, yeah. you're like, yeah. Yeah, because you <laughs> go. yeah, yeah. you're going
2: outside. It's just like <laughs> we but but yeah, walked
0: down to the warfield those days, and it was walking back after the Phil <sighs> yeah. shows. Six, sad, six in Market, Six and Mission. Land was so gnarly. I know. <laughs> that's
2: Cracktown right there. That's. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like The walking dead and it's it's so it's 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 sad it, it's yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, you know so hey i, I let, let's i don't want to talk about sobriety anymore um, yeah, no, no. um I don't really now, now, but i i appreciate uh uh you know you asking that and <laughs> yes i i yeah i feel you dude i've lost a lot of friends too and uh i'm glad we're all here right now um yes. we i want to be mindful of time uh because like you said you know these two hour episodes are <laughs> <laughs> it might take four listens to get through. And, uh, cool. but uh, Nordy, um, I want to have you back on cause I, you know, I, there's so much stuff that we could talk about. I feel like we will probably end up having you on a few times if you're oh, willing to come on more. Okay, cool. Um, I do want to talk about a couple more things as we kind of start winding towards, uh, the questions that, you know, we like to ask a- at okay. the end. Um, Real quick, if you could talk about—sorry, real quick—if you could take a minute to talk about uh, your snowboarding uh, experiences, snowboarding career, and and I think you said you do some writing for Thrasher or have done some writing for Thrasher. That's really interesting to me, and I'd like to hear more about that too.
0: Cool. Yeah, Um, I've been skating since I was six years old. Um, My cousins Bruce and Dale taught me how to skate on a little clay wheel board when I was a kid. By the time I was like seven. Skateboarding was like my life, like like all my birthday cakes. My mom would just make me a skateboard birthday cake, oh, you know, so awesome. every year. That's adorable. It <laughs> didn't happen, Didn't matter. <laughs> and uh, that was in the seventies, and um, just kept skating. There was a little downtime when I got a car, you know. And nobody skated in the late eighties in Connecticut, and then I moved to California in eighty two, and found Upland Skate Park. And the people still skated there and it was nice oh, out yeah. all the time and, um, found Mount, Mount Baldy pipeline and skated the full pipe underneath Mount Baldy and was on dead tour, got out of high school, went to college for a year, dropped out, kept going on dead tour, moved to Oregon after Jerry got sick, kept skating up here, fell in with the rebel skates crew, which was a shop. And those are my homies to this day. Um, and Rebel had a, a shop in, in a, a Portland, right? Yeah, Rebel was a shop. Um, Rebel Skates in Portland. And uh, they were selling snowboards, too. And my buddy was working the counter. And he was one of the original pro snowboarders for Barfoot Snowboards, Eldon Hargraves. Um, and uh, he kept saying, come up and ride with me. I got a free ticket. We had the same foot size. We're the same height. He, had, you know, he was sponsored, so he had boards and boots. And so he just outfitted me and took me up. In the summertime to Mount Hood on June 15th in 88, and it was 75, 80 degrees out, beautiful, sunny, like 200 feet of snow, like just insane. And I couldn't believe Dude. how cool it was. And
1: can I, can I jump in for a quick second? Yeah, yeah please. So, as a teenager, um, you know, you're a couple years older than me, but as a yeah. teenager – Growing up in upstate New York, fairly close to Vermont, you know. So mm-hmm. I grew up. There was a, a a mountain in my hometown, very small, you know, uh, and one, another one fairly close. So West Mountain in my hometown, and then Gore Mountain was not mm-hmm. too far away. And then you know Lake Placid, of course, had Whiteface. Yeah. But then yeah. you know in Vermont, of course, there's tons of of mountains. Jay but J Peak, Bromley, Okemo, Killington, Killington, yeah. uh, and But I always used to, you know, oh, Mount Hood. Mount Hood has a summer. Like, what? That's crazy. Like, summertime camp, Mount Hood. Uh, And then when I lived in Oregon, when I lived in Portland, you know, I would surf uh, the coast, like an hour and a half to the coast, surf the coast, and then, you know, in the same weekend, could go snowboard Mount Hood Meadows, Uh, right? Meadows was always preferred over Timberline for for me. Uh, But anyway,
0: so. Yeah, and like, my friends do the three S's. I don't surf, so my friends do the, they'll snowboard in the morning, they'll come to Portland halfway between, because people don't know, the coast is here, Mount Hood's here, Portland's in the middle. Right. So they'll drive up, snowboard in the morning, hit Portland, skateboard at Burnside or one of the skate parks for an hour or two, and then go hit the evening session, so they'll they'll snowboard, skateboard, and surf all in the same day. Man. Yeah. And they're just like,
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. I snowboarded yeah. for years. I, I snowboarded right. when I, I, I was in, I was an, um, I was, in, to, I got sent to boarding school as well. I got sent to boarding school in, and that's how I got introduced to the dead there as well. But I got sent there for two years and outside of Buffalo, which is nothing like Mount hood or anything, yeah. but that's where I started snowboarding for years, right. you know?
0: So yeah, I just, it just started working for me. And, and like I said, I was, I wasn't necessarily looking for something different, but I was just like, I could have just I might've just stayed on tour forever and I there's other stuff out there too, you know, like yeah, tour yeah. isn't the end all. <laughs> right. Well, I find it interesting
1: too. Sorry to interrupt you again. Um, how you started kind of going in this other direction, you know, which is super rad. Also at the same time that the scene started getting dark, like were you cognizant of, Hey, the scene is really changing. Maybe I should start going in a different direction. Or was that just a hundred percent the universe carving out a different path for Mm -hmm. you like would you if it came down to it would you have made the decision I'm going to I'm going to go do this instead because I'm making a conscious decision to get off tour or did you just kind of naturally start fading away and toward snowboarding I kind
0: of started naturally fading away um because I just like I started to go on tour even if my friends who I toured with all the time didn't want to go or couldn't go or whatever, I'd just go, you know, by myself. Yeah. Like, and then meet people I knew from tour, just, you know, I'd fly to New York or whatever, you know, I didn't give a fuck. And so that started to hit in my head. Like, you know, are you going to do this for the rest of your fucking life? Are you going to just, Follow a band around. You're not. You don't even know how to play an instrument. (laughs) But you're on this. You're on this fucking world tour all the time. (laughs) Sounds like my wife.
2: Sounds like my wife talking.
1: That's funny because I actually said those words to myself. I think out loud, but it was. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I'm. I'm in. I'm off. I can think about five years from now. All I can think about. This is what I want to be doing. And. And it was always a, like a head full of acid, like super surrendered. Like right. you
3: know,
1: <laughs> this okay, is good. This. I'm, I'm on. in it. Yep, I'm in it. This is okay. I'm surrendered. Let's do this. <laughs>
0: right. So. Another thing too at that point was um, all my friends started turning dark, like mm. to yeah. darker drugs. Like 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 they all like George and Clark and everybody started right dabbling in heroin for they were doing tons and tons and tons of blow because clark was the coke dealer of course but then they right. all started doing xanax to come down from their coke high yeah and yeah. my buddy george was just not a good person on that.
1: we we called <laughs> so, that because
0: we were roommates you know like just and then i found out they were all they all started looking learning how somebody taught them all how to shoot up
3: Uh, you know and
0: like and it just i moved out of our house we all shared and i just started hitting the snowboard thing a little bit more and since i moved away my rented went up a little bit and so i was like maybe i'll just take a little break from tour i'll just take like the winter off you know i just i won't go to new year's which was stupid <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i, I read re, like he missed he New Year's. So, like... <laughs> so i i just took a break and the break just turned into a new aspect of my life and a turning point you know like i i suddenly was a sponsored amateur i got really good and did great in all these contests a couple of years later i turned pro i got a job um At the first snowboard camp on mount hood Hmm. you know two years after i worked there i i was the head coach in charge of their whole production their whole schedule and all the coaching stuff wow Worked with them for five years after that i left to go to another snowboard camp which had become the biggest camp on mount hood and i was the head coach at wendell's for 12 years um so i would still go and see shows on the west coast and every once in a while I'd see something Midwest if I'd go back to Minnesota where my family is from. But uh you know, it 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 turned out it started as just a little let me just cool my jets for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like just sit, just sit down and patch my bones for a little yeah, bit and yeah. Yeah.
0: And it just turned into something else, you know. Yeah. And there was a long time where like like I wasn't feeling the new the new uh bands
3: mm-hmm. that
0: were coming around like i wasn't feeling fish you know i just mm-hmm. not that i don't like them i just wasn't feeling them you know sure it just wasn't it was all so new now mm-hmm. there's you know fuck i've seen three three dead cover bands in the last five days and i'm gonna see another one on saturday you know <laughs> so there, it wasn't like that <laughs> it was yeah. two penses and purple turtles and that was it right. yeah yeah <laughs> So, <clears throat> I kept seeing shows on the West Coast, you know, Oregon, Seattle, you know, whatever, some some California. But uh, the snowboard thing just kept going and going and going and going and going and going for me forever. So, I just kept running with it. And it's interesting because most of my friends, like like, all my dead shirts went into a drawer. All my stuff, like, I didn't talk about it. You know, because I was in a whole new world of people who sure. most of them hadn't even heard of The Dead. Or if they did, they knew, you know, a Touch of Grey yeah. from the radio yeah. at yeah. that point, you know. And so for years, like, you know, I'm just as happy at Slayer, you know. Well, not just as happy, but I'm, I'm equally comfortable at Slayer or Motorhead mm-hmm. as I would be at The Dead, you know. So mm-hmm. a lot of people just didn't even know that I even liked The Grateful Dead. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I found a, a period in my life too where I kind of, i have to say, had to hide it, but felt like I did, you know, because yeah. it just wasn't. Yeah, whatever.
0: Anyway. I mean, people just—they're like, they just like a closet. You, know, if you deadhead, get it, you get you know? it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you know. And yeah. some people who don't get it don't ever want to get it. Right. So it's not really worth trying to tell them about it, you know. Yeah. You know,
1: so and that's just, fine. And it's that's fine <laughs> for them, you know. Hey, more for us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You,
2: you become that guy at the party that's like, oh shit. Yeah. Don't say it, mention the grateful dead They're going oh, to the no, 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 my, no, no. my you wife's know, hey. like, whatever. Stop yep. talking, Brandon. No one cares anymore. I'm like, but wait, <laughs> but wait, but wait. My say? friends will, yeah. like, some of my friends will be
0: like plink, 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 plink. Plink, plink, plink. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> imitating the, the way that they interpret the music. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
1: okay, we're, we're going to leave a lot on the table today, because, uh, again, otherwise we'd have a 10-hour episode. Uh, we're going to have yeah. you back. Cool. Uh, if, if it's cool with you, I want to start gearing toward uh, some questions.
0: Right? Whatever you want, man. I'm happy um, to be here, and I'm really stoked you guys had me on. So, once again, right on. thank this you. Us, great. Us, this is awesome. Too.
1: Uh, Alan,
0: thank you, Kevin.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Grandpa, Grandpa Kev. We call him Grandpa Kev. Grandpa uh, Kev. Or, or Little General.
2: Little General. <laughs> um,
1: okay. <clears throat> right before we get into the last, sorry, the questions, uh, what's the last, last show that you went to and the next show that you're going to?
0: Uh, last night, um, the Garcia Project, Garcia which is Project. a Jerry cover band, and they're kind of like DSO where they pick um, uh, a show from a year. And, right, yep. uh, you gotta, gotta figure it out last night. Their show was from 91 and I, okay. I picked it. I was, I got the year, right. I was stoked. nice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, uh, the next show I'm going to see is, um, at Mount hood Bowl. Um, cool. and it's Garcia birthday band for a free show outside and it's supposed to dump snow. We're supposed to get a foot of powder and it's an
1: outside show. And wow. but it's
0: kind of it's covered. But Garcia Birthday Band okay. said they don't care. They're gonna play snow or not.
1: So I just I just saw a video of, of of Darkstar playing, and it's like there's an outside show. I don't know if was that a recent show. I'm assuming, and they're like playing, know. and it's coming down on them, and they're just wow. Playing no, I haven't it. seen that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just saw it on somebody sharing it on Facebook as Brad. Like so, yeah. The next Darkstar. show
0: will be this Saturday, and then the next big show um, that I'm gonna see is. Obviously Ventura. So
1: Skull and Roses.
0: Yeah, Skull and yeah. Roses Ventura, which is gonna be fantastic. And I have to say that is my favorite, favorite festival and right on my best time. Like I just love it there. And I saw every Ventura show back in the day in the eighties. Right, right. Yep. So I'm completely comfortable there. Like 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 oh wait, here. I even brought a little bag of Ventura dirt home
1: that's awesome (laughs) just to have some (laughs) i uh i want to talk about that for a minute real quick because i i love it there i have only been a couple times you know um obviously i missed all that when the grateful dead played there in the 80s but uh i went there jerry too i I went there to the skull and roses festival just for like a saturday uh i think it was 2019 it was you know the last festival they put on before the pandemic and then of course vended there last year and had an amazing time and Uh, That is an amazing festival. I have a great time there. You can feel the energy, the history of, you know, the boys playing there. And what a rad space, you know, like, I love shit like that, the history of a place, you know, and uh, especially as it pertains to the Grateful Dead and right there at surfers point ventura which i love surfing there i always seem to have good days surfing there for whatever reason i feel connected to ventura i i I love that town i think it's cool it reminds me a little bit of santa cruz you know in in a way it's got some blue collarness to it you know Mm -hmm. some down home it's cool beautiful area close to santa barbara and ojai and it's just a rad place
0: part of california you know so uh, i love it I like so many memories came back like I even have pictures, a whole bunch of pictures in my book. Like, I put like 90 photos in my book, like three different mm-hmm. photo sections. And um, there's a bunch of pictures of Ventura. Like, like there's a picture of the security guard, the front row security guard who asked us for a dose. Uh
2: huh.
0: And we had a soda and yes, he yes. drank it. And he's like, like he's just standing there under the stage, like with one arm up, like later on in the show, just like. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's, That's my awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Skull and Roses this year. I'm looking forward to seeing you and Naomi. Uh, yeah. So yeah, come to those listening Skull and Roses Festival. It's going to be a hoot. It's man, what a great time. Always a hoot. Always a hoot. It's always a hoot. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, real quick, can you can we see your your shirt that you're wearing? Yeah, man. Oh, look at that. And you know what's interesting
0: about your shirt? This is a Dodge Van, and Willie and I, Willie Waldman, the. The famous trumpet player, who's now a famous trumpet player, is in my book. Um, we drove around in his van, and it was a orange, reddish orange. This one's yellow or mustardy or whatever, but same kind of era '70s Dodge van. <laughs> right, those, nice. are, those are killer. So that, that... gas guzzler. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. With with, yeah. A, with a, um with one of those barefoot. Gas pedals, you know that yeah old...
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That's like the truck nuts of the seventies, you know, there's like a, that big ass pedal
0: <laughs> chain steering wheel. <laughs> we didn't have the chain steering wheel, but we, oh, we dude. that would have been good. <laughs>
1: That's a uh, yeah, and the dingleberries hanging around. Yeah, like, dude, like, the, like, dingleberries, the dingleberries,
0: everyone in like
2: the 90s had those in their vans. I'm when gonna I get was, some
1: dingleberries for the van. Dude, oh, I was riding I, I gotta, in so
2: many vans that like, I'm get some had no run, no, no sunroof, rain pouring in, but we had little dingleberries cross. My wife you know, might divorce me if I did that though. <laughs> I'll give you some mariachi
1: music. They, it's got the truck nuts, and yeah, I put it, yeah, it's got some hydraulics in that Woo. van. Jeez. Uh, so Ben Corn designed that for us. That's our uh, uh, official logo for Dead Tour Tales, and he he guys, made that design for us.
0: You guys hire some fantastic artists. Yeah, as I part mean of, this as is as part James. Of where James got some great connections that, he's made. This is one of my favorite, like all time, out of my whole collection of shit. Yeah, that's, that's a, money a poster from last year.
1: Thank you. That's I mean I can't take credit. You know I. I Talk with Josh Coza about what, what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. What we wanted. Uh, Josh Coza is the artist that yeah. did that. He's incredible. He's a he's an art teacher in I want to say Iowa City, Iowa. Yeah. Super nice guy. He just took his kids. I just want to give him a little plug. He just took his kids to their first show. Cool. And it was Bobby and the Wolf Brothers at the Ryman.
0: Yeah. That that's
1: yeah.
0: Okay, you, like wow. how about how about step into some history, kid? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, okay, you're going to see
1: Bobby and the Wolf Brothers, which are absolutely amazing right now, and you're gonna see him at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. Like it gives me it like makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. And the and kid's he, probably he,
0: like, Oh yeah, cool, but when he's when he's right, already he'll, like, yeah, he'll, yeah, yeah,
3: he'll, yeah. he'll be like, like my first yeah, show was Bob Wearing my the My Wolf first show brothers. was at the
0: Ryman, yeah. and all all the heads of his friends will be like, What?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then he just announced today on Facebook, I said, I'm sorry to be blowing up your your Business, Josh. It's it's public info when you put it on Facebook, though, right? Yeah. Uh, But he 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 got tickets for him and his family to see uh, Willie Nelson and family, which I think is fucking awesome too. Like, so uh, good on you, Josh. Way to raising those kids right.
0: So and have fun at Uh, Willie. I've seen Naomi and I've seen Willie a bunch of times, and he's incredible.
1: I've never seen Willie, and it's on my list, and I I know he's doing the Outlaw. Festival thing again this year, so I'm really trying to line up the dates to see if, uh, if there's anywhere nearby while I'm out on the road this summer. Uh, Are you guys also, doing or,
0: the, whole, the whole tour? Not the whole, thing, the whole tour. We're, we're
1: doing L, LA and then, uh, picking, and then hopping off for a minute and picking back up in Chicago and doing all the rest, minus Boston, unfortunately. Um, when it's okay, good, Boston, here's a question
0: but, about tour for you guys. There's a pretty significant gap of like five or six days or six full days between the gorge and san francisco oracle
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: think they're gonna throw eugene in there
1: i hear that rumor
0: i don't know i mean they've got
2: like they threw they added fenway or yeah. you know, boston so i mean yeah. why wouldn't they and they,
0: ad- they added the cornell they threw that that cornell yeah. benefit yeah. in there you know and new, new orleans got tossed in too Part of
1: me, part of me hopes so because one, I mean, it's another show that I'd love to see. It's perfect to break up the drive from the gorge. Oh God! Uh, (laughs) And vending wise, right? Like, I mean, I'm just gonna say we're gonna be spending a lot of money. So another show, especially if we're skipping Boston, uh, you know, it's another opportunity to make up some of the money back that we're putting out. Uh, but part of me is ho- kind of hoping they don't because I'm going to be away from my wife and daughter for a long time. And oh, right. yeah, I, no, I, w- I, I want to race home and see them before I have to just take off and go up to the city again for, yeah, you know, four, yeah. four days. So uh, I'd like a couple of days with my wife and daughter if possible. happens. I mean, I, I just right.
0: look at that big block of time and I'm like, Eugene right in the middle of that block.
1: <laughs> also, I I, you know, Billy, Billy might need a little time to recover, you know, and like rest before yeah.
2: the, the last, last three days in San Francisco. We'll see. You
0: know? um, I don't know, man. The little videos I've been seeing of Billy running around on his property in Hawaii and yeah, like yeah. hitchhiking yeah, with his New Orleans impressive. sign.
3: Yeah. Awesome. I
1: saw that I this that. morning. I love that. <laughs> Billy's the best. Uh, Okay. What about you? What are your, your summer tour plans?
0: Um, I have a variety of friends who have tickets for me for a lot of different things, but I'm also trying to figure out what is feasible financially and um, mainly I have to um, help Naomi out with uh, she works on stranger things um, and she's a travel coordinator and she does like 16 hour days minimum and, works from home and they're in Georgia. So she's here. And so her phone starts ringing at like four thirty in the morning. Wow. And so she has her pants full and we have an old dog and mm. it, he needs attention. Like he has to go Correct. out often and stuff. So it, it depends on what I can work out. Um, yeah. but, uh, I'm looking at, uh, a variety of different options right now. Cause like I said, my friends from all over the country, who I grew up with. A lot of the people in my book um, have all kinds of tickets um, allotted and set up for me to grab from them. So I got to see what fi- financially I can yep. do, you know? Because and a lot of the gaps are long drive gaps, man. Yeah, yeah. Long drive gaps. You're, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, and then Phil just announced a show the day after the Gorge, so people are going to try and drive from the Gorge to 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 oh. <laughs> to, to, to to Marin, like. In oh, he one did. What, what show did he yeah that's not that's yeah Phil, that Phil's unbom- having, a, having a show on the 9th in the park where txr was oh
1: that's that okay yeah of course i didn't People even put think that he's together reopening the yep.
0: restaurant but he's not no
1: no it's just no. one day in the yeah. park that, that'll be i mean that's rad that they're doing that um yeah i, I haven't seen any of the lineup yet but so uh, 2019
0: new year's i went saw dead and company in san francisco super hyped,
1: Yep.
0: had no idea that Phil was playing at his bar the next day. We went there with a bunch of friends and I'm eating a French fry and I'm like, I'm like, that guy sounds a lot like Phil. (laughs) I look around the (laughs) glass and I'm like, it is Phil. (laughs) I was
1: was there too. No clue
0: he was playing. No clue.
1: I was there too. (laughs) I went went to, I probably walked right by you, but yeah, I was there too for that. (laughs) Yeah. that, That was great. I missed Terrapin Crossroads. Um, I do too. That's right. You're a big Phil, big Phil fan, that was my also.
0: Favorite. Yeah. I love Phil. <laughs> yeah. Phil's,
1: the, Phil's the man. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you at any of the shows that you're able to make uh, this summer that we'll be at too. So, um, cool. okay, let's uh, let's go th- through down through the questions here. All right. Excuse me. All right. <clears throat> so most of these questions are, you know, just. M- Quick answers or, you know, feel free to expound if you want. Uh, a lot of them are either or, just just meant to be fun. So, uh, you know, you feel free to pass on any if you like. But uh, this first one's a good for you. Ask everybody this. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Was the Grateful Dead a punk band?
0: Um, yes. And... Not musically, but um, uh, ethos, attitude, um, uh, style. Don't give a fuck what they play. Or don't give a fuck if people don't like what they play. They're going to play what they want. And if you get to like it, great. And if you don't, no big deal. You know? Um, and, and attitude. and job, both, anyone? All that, yeah. I mean, Punk had, like, a, a real, like, fuck you... And they meant it. The Grateful Dead had a "fuck you," but it was more tongue in cheek yeah. yeah. punk rock, you know. Yeah. You know, didn't take themselves like, that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I would say so. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, most punk rockers would say no way. But I mean, just like we mentioned, Pigpen earlier. Look at Pigpen in 1966. Yeah, he was fucking gnarly looking, like yeah. fucking gnarly, like like boots and a vest and all yeah, that, and like yeah. fucking giant bushy hair and huge old mustache and you know just crazy hat and looked gnarly, like like whoa, like <laughs> yeah.
1: he didn't look like your friendly neighborhood uh, you know
0: nice Hell's gentle Angel. hippie. Yeah, he, but he was more a like teddy Hell's Angel. bear. He was yeah. a
2: total teddy bear.
0: Though. Yeah, I mean you know his looks, you know. <clears throat> didn't represent you know his attitude or you know his personality but you know like yeah I, w- I would say so and uh, I, I actually addressed that in one of my little videos um uh and so yeah I, I would say yeah for sure.
1: I gotta watch your YouTube videos um I, I just want to say too for anybody listening uh we'll put your youtube channel uh, up on uh your episode
0: info cool. and on our site too so okay. most of my videos are real short too like i keep them you know between like three and 15 minutes i mean the only times they're ever actually a little longer is if like like i have some stuff like i've been on big steve often and um oh cool uh on his show and um like I'll I'll take little snippets of his stuff, like like him and Sam Cutler talking. You know, that's like wow. <laughs> eighteen or nineteen minutes. You know, but it's killer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh
1: man, that's all, I definitely want to check it out. We're trying to get Steve on the uh, on the on the show. I actually drove down to Slow to see. It was Big Steve and the Ass Bites, the alligators and shaky mm-hmm. feeling. It was one of those Skull and oh, Roses you went to that. You know, kickoff. I did go to that. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I had talked to Steve through a friend uh, about being on the podcast. And, and he, and he said, okay, tell him to come talk to me at the show. So I did. And I hung out and waited to talk to him and he, he was real nervous. So it was a little awkward and yeah. was, he was like, yeah, give me your card. I'll, I'll get a hold of you. So now he's got to follow up them. Cause you know, he's, he's street,
0: like, so. he's a hard dude to pin down.
1: Yeah. That's you what know? I and like
0: and right to here. get him to commit to doing something, you know, like, like, yeah. and like I've met him a bunch of times and, I've been on his show 13 or 14 times oh, and shit. like, like, and I'm going to call in today actually. Cause I wait, like wait, wait, like three months in between each one. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: when you call him, tell him to be on our podcast.
0: <laughs> I will. I totally will. Like, I'll tell him tell I was him on this say, morning. Right like, on. And say, Hey,
1: you, you met my friend James at the yeah. San Luis Obispo show with the Ass bites. You talked to him. He talked to you from the stage
0: Yeah, yeah I'll tell he him. Gave, and he gave you his card. Yeah. Okay, I'll cool. totally tell him. Right. right. Here's, I haven't told many people this, but I wrote a whole um, series of questions um, pertaining to acid for mm-hmm. big Steve. And mm. I want to write a book with him. Oh dude. Yes. That'd be but cool. he's yeah. a hard dude to, to pin down, you know?
2: And yeah, I haven't started. even, I haven't
0: even ever mentioned my own book on his show yet because I just kind of know, how he is, and if you yeah. step to shit too quick, right. he's just like,
1: yeah. <laughs> but man, the two of you in a room telling stories, and wow, that yeah, getting you, you need somebody there to uh, uh, just record. You just record all that, and then you know, wow, uh, yeah, that be, would, be cool. would be fun I, was, You
0: know, I, I <clears throat> he's the kind of guy that you know, you're you're like a a, a hang around. In the biker club at right. first, you know, Correct. and then you're a prospect, and then you're. <laughs> yep. There's levels of getting in with Big Steve. <laughs> totally, it's not. And you have to, you right. have to adhere to those levels.
1: <laughs> right on. I can I can appreciate that and respect that. Um,
0: Sam is one too that we'd really like
1: to. to oh God, from.
0: he's amazing, dude! But I try and get a hold of him soon because he's been having real real problems with his with his lungs and like the the if you listen to the recording of him and steve talking from january i think it was 19th or 20th um in between his breathing he's like "Eh." Uh, "Eh." oh man "Eh." like it's sad and he he admits it he's like yeah i've been dealing with cancer for 10 years you know yeah I, Uh, i
1: follow him on facebook so i see a lot of this yeah it is sad um also, Joseph Lennon McCord, otherwise known as Merlin. Are you familiar with him? He's a, uh, I've been chatting with him. He's a sweetheart of a human being, also. He was a prankster and oh, okay. he was in the San Francisco Mine Troop in the 60s. Rat. He was good friends with Jerry and Van Morrison, dated oh, Janice Joplin. Like this guy is, uh, I mean, a legend. He is, you know, he's, he's as uh, integral as it comes to, 60s San Francisco, haight Ashbury counterculture mm-hmm. scene. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Mime troupe was at the Fillmore all the time. with Bill Graham yeah. and Grateful yeah. Dead would play with them, same Performing. show. You know,
2: yeah, yeah all the uh, acid tests. Yeah. They were all the yeah. first acid tests. And he he, um, he
1: went he went on the fur, the further trip across country that left from you red. know Kesey's place in the Honda to New York. He was red. you know so he was friends with you know, Neil Cassidy and so he's in so, all that
0: footage and all that and stuff. That's oh yeah, incredible. yeah.
1: He you lives know, in The other prankster,
0: George Walker, goes to Ventura.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw him you last year. Talk, I met did him. you talk to him last year? I did, but I, uh, I met him, but we oh. didn't, weren't doing this then. So uh, Ken Babs is another one that yep. I, I would like to have. I want to read um, his book. I have it on my shelf. I just, that's up next soon. Cool. But but Merlin uh, is, he lives on his houseboat, or sailboat in Redondo Beach. Mm. And, he has stage four cancer right now and, oh. and is not doing well. Uh, and I just, yet it, yesterday he said that he was going to be taking an ambulance to the hospital today because he's having some issues with his heart. So oh. I just want to say I'm sending you well wishes and love Merlin, uh, and, and, you know, hope that you're recovering and things aren't too serious and hope that well, you make Merlin. it back. Yeah. Get home, get well and get home, yeah. uh, quickly, Indeed. please. So, uh, Okay, sorry. Uh, Favorite show that you've either attended or that you listened to or whatever. For whatever reason, it could be a different favorite Uh, show tomorrow.
0: Greek, 85. um, uh, Cryptical Envelopment, other one. Was the highest energy fucking most, like, the portal opened. We went right through it, like, it was incredible. That was, I couldn't believe, just the way they played that other one. Like, and the way people were dancing and freaking out because they hadn't done Cryptical for a million fucking years, you know? And uh, that was fire. And then if, if I'd have to say second time, like, anything in Philly.
1: I think Philly. Philly's <laughs> good. Always a good energy, man. What, uh Do you have a date for the the '85 Greek show? Did they play the Greek only once, or did they play? No, a, no. A um, it was
0: it was the 20 year, 20 year anniversary, so it was probably. Uh, I don't have it offhand, but it was probably June or July. Um, Greek theater twenty year okay. nineteen eighty five twenty year anniversary, and I think the other one was. Second or third day, I can't okay. remember. Okay.
3: But I'll, yeah, I look it up
0: and re- it's listen. it's the first the first cryptical that they did. They did five of them that summer. I got to wow. see three yep. out wow. of the five. I was hyped.
1: <laughs> Real yeah, I bet. Real quick side note, uh any any you think they're gonna have any bust outs this summer? Or any bust outs you'd like to see?
0: I mean, uh that's hard to say because they've done uh, they've ran through like you know, a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think that Den Company would do. You know, like "Death Don't mm-hmm. Have No Mercy" and all yeah. kinds of stuff. But um, yeah.
1: "Sing Me Back uh, Home."
0: Yeah, yeah, "Sing Me last Back Home." Was last year, that the shoreline, was I saw him do yeah. that. I think last yeah, year, and that too. was amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like that's hard to say. Like, cause they, I think that the the repertoire is kind of stacked. I can't think of something off the top of my head, but you know, like I'd like to see him. You know, maybe toss cryptical in front of the other one, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do something that, you know, like, uh, like mix up some of the other songs and like make a breakout, you know, like put Scarlet with something else, you know? Yeah. I, like I'm a big fan
1: of that these days. Yeah. yeah i didn't used to like breaking them up and now I, I'm like, I, I love when they get creative. Phil does yeah. a lot of that too. Open a store, open a show with Darkstar, like,
0: Man, I know. I know. I'd like to hear it
1: doing that rag or an alligator or,
0: um, you know, it's when they do pig pen tunes, Dead and Company specifically, like they're good, but like I just wish they had somebody singing with more of a pig voice, you know?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. That's
0: just me, you know?
1: I used to think I'd really like to see them do a Brent song, uh, but there's nobody to sing it, but now, yeah, maybe Jeff. Maybe, Je- I mean,
0: maybe, that, but, is that the has, best singer, like, but he's he's has his voice is kind of deep, yeah, compared to what Brent's was, I think. But you know,
1: yeah, so maybe, maybe don't do a Brent. Brent,
0: <laughs> Brent if we're speaking of Brent, though, Brent was my fave. I love Brent. He was like those that that was one of my questions. Brent, I toured so. in was, yeah, in amazing. And I think, had he not passed, he would have evolved into like maybe even started to step out and blast it like Big Pen did a little bit, you know, like, mm. like if you watch like that,
1: they would blow away or you that know, blow like away
0: like, where he just stops playing and he just sings. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That, that yeah. is incredible. Fucking incredible. I love that.
1: He was a tortured soul that brought brought it all to all that emotion, everything, uh, all of that anger, all that tornado. He brought it yeah. uh, in his performing and yeah. I, uh, I love Brent. Um, David Gans has a, a great take on what what Brent brought to the music that Keith, how they were different with Brent, how Brent mm-hmm. changed their sound uh, compared to Keith. I won't get into it. You don't yeah. have to listen to the David Gans episode when we release yeah, it. Yeah, I, w- I want uh, to. That guy is a Did You guys already speak with him. We did. Yeah, cool. Me- that was one of those like just sitting back and cause I, I know David, you know, friendly with David, you know, I'd even say we're friends to some degree. Yeah. He played, he played my wedding and super oh, sweetheart of a man, and, cool. you know, down to earth and yeah, just great guy printed some shirts for him, you know. Uh, and, but that was like, okay, sit down and just listen you know that guy. I mean, come on. He's written all these books, and that yeah. guy's as close to the band as you know. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's a great episode. So stay tuned for that one. Um, cool. Looking so, forward to it. Favorite song. The other one. The other one.
0: Yeah. Just that just does it for me. Actually, critical to into the other one. Hardest song. Filled, the driving
1: drums for the just, driving bass. Yeah, bait. everything
0: about it is just like it's always yeah. my favorite. Like my and my favorite one of my favorite versions is um, RPI seventy eight.
1: Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Yep,
0: in seventy eight in in the spring, it's like May. It listen to that. Phil just comes in, just thundering.
1: Thundering. (laughs) Oh man, it's giving me chills right now. Uh, I was gonna ask you your favorite venue, but uh, I could.
0: Ventura? I have more than
1: one, but I can rattle no, off a few. I bet I can rattle off a few for you. Go ahead. Ventura. Yep. Um, Ventura Race uh, Raceway.
0: Uh, Irvine. Yep. Loved Irvine. Um, Kaiser. Yep. Kindergay I saw uh, 31 shows at Kaiser.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll stick with those three. Okay. W- yeah, and
0: Philadelphia. Philly. 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 Um Philly for the crowd. I mean, you know, the Spectrum was just a sports venue, you know. Yeah,
3: like right, I looked right.
0: like venues like Philly always had the most insane, insane, insane energy and that's so what does. I loved about it. The Garden in yeah. New York City too. Yeah. <laughs> but like venues that I aesthetically that I love, um the Gorge. Gorge. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um uh Starlight Theater in Kansas City. Okay. Beautiful beautiful place um uh, even though i've only seen phil there um or further rather um the edgefield here the McMenamins. McMenamin's? Yeah, yeah. okay mcmenemans um
1: <laughs> that's a that's a oregon thing right i was going to say portland thing but that's an oregon thing
0: yeah 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 yep. um, um if people don't know mcmenemans they're a, a bar restaurant chain but they bought out this huge, huge, huge property, and they have, like, a big old school hotel from the turn of the century, and they have bands play outside in this beautiful forest. It's just insane. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I, I love the Edgefield. Um, yeah, man, there's just, like, so many places that Irvine I liked because Irvine just sounded good, you know? Mm. It just, acoustically, it was killer you know, oh, you hear, <laughs> You want to want a crazy little Irvine story? Sure. People used to Irvine was right next to lion country safari, which was animals, um, wild <laughs> animals outside. And you could drive your car through or take a bus, you know, and do the tour and the lions would be walking around heads used to sneak in through the open territory to get into the back of Irvine to jump over the fence. So they Was would, it, did is that in your book, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that yes? Yeah. Fucking that's
2: hilarious. Man. <laughs> hey, you know, a lion. You oh, yeah. You know. hey,
1: anything to get into a Grateful for that show, right? right. <laughs> there you, go.
2: There you yeah, go. 10 strip and some bad decisions. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't say that Hey, I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same <laughs> back then, to be honest. So um okay. Brenda Keith, you answered that. Favorite Grateful Dead offshoot? So further dead or or tribute band? Dark Star, J Raz, mm-hmm.
0: Cubensis. I mean, probably like further or other ones because it had all the all the members in the members. still. Okay. You know, Fair. like yep. if if you want to separate it from the dead and just say cover bands. I don't know, man. It's hard to say too, you know, DSO is great sometimes. And I've seen them other times where they just completely fall on their faces. So oh, yeah. <laughs> no offense to DSO, but everybody has bad nights. And I've seen a couple right. of their bad nights and.
1: <laughs> well, I think just playing that music too. It, it, I mean, you know, you, you can't, it can't be a home run every time. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, certainly not. I've also seen DSO yeah.
0: just completely knock it out of the park. So, yeah. you know. For real.
1: Okay. If we started a band and everyone in the band had to wear Bobby short shorts, what instrument would you play? <sighs> this question never gets old.
0: No, no, no. I asked um,
1: David Gans this question too. And I, I, I don't know, still...
0: man. Like, 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 I maybe drums because my nuts would be hanging out, <laughs> 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 and I could hide behind them. <laughs>
1: truck nuts Woo. I might make this into a necklace <laughs>
0: wear, it, wear it in your booth with no like shirt no, man, you ain't got no it, balls to do I'll this i hanging it
1: from my booth oh my god uh, <laughs> so you, I was going to do that around you your neck with no shirt every purchase, every purchase gonna, you gotta rub the Bobby, nuts Bobby short shorts, no shirt and just truck nuts hanging around my neck <laughs> oh god
0: I think I, I might have up. wrote in my book that made a joke about Bobby, like, like he just put on the by accident put on the the hot chick shorts he was with the night before and wore them on stage. <laughs> <It just laughs> began Where are my thin. pants. Oh yeah. shit. I was... <laughs> Oops.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: okay, name two non Grateful Dead bands that you're currently listening to.
0: Um. um and Slayer. Uh, yeah, I can say Motorhead and Slayer yeah. right off the top, of the, right off the top of my head. Um, uh, but I um, Viagra Boys. I, yeah. Oh, I heard oh, they're you, amazing. They're, just I just saw, saw them, them right? two weeks ago. They're incredible. And uh, I missed Amel- it. I'm sorry, what? They came through here, and
2: my friends are they were, You guys got to see this show, and I missed it. I heard it was so good. Dude,
0: it's like it's like their singer is like 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 like. Charles Bukowski and and Steve Baters rode a Harley through a tattoo shop, and yeah, <laughs> this guy came out the other end. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> they're incredible. And the other band I really dig these days is um Amel and the Sniffers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she's um, really it, good. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and um Amel is Amel Nitrate the you know the yep. wake up like oh. yeah. <laughs> so I love their name it's like we're, our name our name means wake up let's do this
1: <laughs> um, I want to take a, a quick second and point out my hat here that I'm super stoked on do you know Steve Pultz I don't Steve. who is he oh my dude He's awesome. He uh, he used to play guitar for Jewel. He used to be Jewel's guitar. You know Jewel, remember from Alaska in the nineties? Yeah. So he was her guitarist. But he has carved out his own career. Uh, folk. Folk musician. Um, he seems the, his name seems kinda kinda like Todd Todd,
0: about it
1: more. Kind of like Todd Snyder, but not what's, so snarky. He's, he's on just on funny. He's super up tempo. He's just got he the so best. Like, and you cannot go to a to a Steve Pult show and not smile from ear to ear That's the whole that. time. It, he's so infectious. And just such a great energy. He's fucking awesome. I, I I like to say. I know it's not PC to say, but I like to say he's my spirit animal. He's just fucking nice. rad.
0: And very cool.
1: Uh, he's one of those things. One of those people tour? that he does. He's in Australia right now, finishing up a small I'll, tour.
0: I'll, I'll I'll pay attention, and when he comes up he's, here, I'll go see him because my buddies own all the clubs, so I can just go wherever I want. He he, he's, playing, he's playing
1: constantly, touring constantly. He he lives in San Diego with the rare times that he's home, but he's fucking awesome. And he's so much fun. Like, I laugh to tears. Uh, he tells stories, and he's just very engaging and very charismatic. Uh, and, yeah, you wouldn't know that he's, like, 62 or 63 years wow. old. Yeah, but he's, like, seems like 45. But he's just – I can't say enough great things about him. He's really, uh, really awesome. Steve Poltz You get a right, chance I'll, to see this I'll guy. And his songs – he'll write a song on the spot, and just – it's hilarious. And he's awesome. Nice. Uh, and uh, what was the other one I was going to say? I don't know, but I'm always listening to Justin Towns Earl. So, nice. yeah, another
0: band real that I really sick. dig is um, Blackwater Holy Light. It's Black this Water, all girl I'm band. Sure. Okay. They're killer. Red. Blackwater Holy Light. They're awesome. I love I'll them. I'll check them out. Very cool to, like, if you're driving, like to listen while you're cruising somewhere or whatever.
1: So, okay. Anyway. Fa- favorite lot food?
0: uh back in the day um my buddy egg roll dance egg rolls
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh these days just a like somebody who's doing like a really nice veggie burrito is That's usually okay. like you know like i can always boom target in on that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i like cooking it a lot too myself yeah it's like, a lot of fun Hell
1: yeah. Lot, lot food can be real sketchy or it could be, I mean, almost Captain. gourmet, you know, <laughs> yeah. some good shit. Okay. Uh, LSD or mushrooms?
0: Uh, back in the day, LSD, now mushrooms.
1: Okay.
0: I haven't done acid for years and years and years and years, but I microdose pretty, pretty pretty frequently. Like I did a little bit last night um you know I did some last week and I'm going to do some this next Saturday at the show and but it's always like tiny and I took a gap from psychedelics from like the late 80s all the way up until you know probably 2018 2019 and I just started doing just little bitty microdose mushroom bits and that's all I do you know and Mm -hmm. like I said hear that a lot these days I'm just a beer drinker, weed smoker, and a little yeah. bit of mushrooms, and you know yeah. that's it. You know, I don't even uh-huh. drink hard booze or anything. So, yeah. so because I got be. a big scar on my head <laughs> from being all fucked
1: up on uh, on hard alcohol, and yeah,
0: we were in Mexico, yeah. and I I got drunk on margaritas and went to bed, totally like, oh, I'm going to bed, and I blacked out when I was sleeping, and I got out of bed and stood up and went over sideways <laughs> onto a uh really like really fancy place like a dresser with a big like stone top knocked myself silly don't remember any of it when i tried to get back up i fell forward onto the drawer pull hit me right here and split like Uh, and then i laid on the floor for an hour and bled everywhere and have no idea like
1: jeez (sighs) Yeah. That's, that'd be a good so, reason to stop your drinking. <laughs>
0: <poor Doria. laughs>
1: st- stick to the PBRs. Yep. Uh, okay. Thrasher or Transworld? Thrasher. I knew you were going to
0: say that. Thrasher hands down. Yeah. And, and I, I'm a, you asked earlier, I, um, I'm a sometime contributing writer for Thrasher. Um, I've written a bunch of pieces for them. Sometimes it's history stuff like Burnside skate park and stuff that I know from Portland. Mm-hmm. And other times it's, um, they have a thing called canvas, which is an art, Page and I like okay. My buddy Andrew Bobrek, who painted my cover for me, he painted my cover for me. I got his canvas and Thrasher for him.
1: Oh, cool! That so was a nice right trade out, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. And I've
0: done music, music ones um, like for my friend Maigi, who owns Indomix Records. He's a rap artist. And um, was it notes, notes from the Light. Underground, or what's that? Was it Notes from the Underground and yeah, 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 yeah. They still have yeah. That's yeah. Wes's. That's Wes's. Um, Wes Lundry's uh yeah. little column about all the punk rock shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I Thrasher's super cool and yeah, always uh, thumbs up for Thrasher. Yeah. Love trans world. Yeah. Thrasher. Fans. Thrasher. Thrasher. <laughs>
1: uh I almost skipped this one. Do you have a favorite author and or favorite book?
0: Um Charles Bukowski. Nice. Yeah. And um I mean I love all of his books, but uh, I might have to go with Factotum, which is the the book about him and all his jobs and all his shitty jobs that he had Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hilarious ways he quit some of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read that one, but I'll tell you uh, a, a happy coincidence for me was finding out that his book, Hollywood Mm-hmm. was was what they made the movie barfly out of because yeah. at the time oh, yeah, barfly yeah. was one of my favorite movies mickey Rourke, yep. faye dunaway and then i'm reading hollywood and i'm like wait a minute this sounds like barfly and it's fucking it, yeah. it's It's barfly or barfly yep. is hollywood yeah yeah so that was cool yep.
0: uh, i actually it, have a a copy of um crucifix in a death hand which was bukowski's Second book that was made in 1965, and it's wow. all hand bound, and it's got his signature in it, and it's just incredible. It's one of my one of my prized possessions of all my stuff.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: hell yeah! Uh,
1: skating or snowboarding?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, equal, equal. Okay, you know, equal. it just depends on you know. I always my skateboard's always with me, you know, even if I. Can't skate everything I want to skate anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine's always in the trunk.
1: Yeah, 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 hell yeah. Okay, the replacements or whosker do? Hooskerdo. And
0: um I I uh um was uh on a team snowboard team um for this company called Joyride back in the day. Oh, yeah I, yeah, yeah, I remember Joyride. Yeah, I picked the whole original team. I was the team manager. I was on the original team. And our first video, which never got released, it was just for a trade show. And we're about to re release it. We used Hooskerdoo in one of the songs. Oh, nice. Brad. So, nice. and, and I, my, I you know, and in replacements and in Hooskerdoo, I'm from Minnesota. That's right. I didn't so... put that together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm always back and forth between the two because I love them both. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the replacements are from Minneapolis, right? Yeah. And HuskerDoo, I think, is from St. Paul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the Twin Cities, they're yeah.
0: okay. Right. You know, it's, they're they're, you know, they're just right next to each other. It's just it's right. interesting though because even though they're called the Twin Cities, they're the completely city? like completely different places.
1: <laughs> oh, they <you> are really. <laughs> yeah. I've only been yeah. to Minneapolis and like, never been to St. Paul.
0: And they're all, and it's you know, it's just. St. Paul is still small and mellow and Minneapolis is like city. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Minneapolis is the target center. I don't remember what show it was. I saw some show at the target center and yeah. that's one of the lots I got robbed in. Yeah. Oh, really there. And, in, in, uh, I think it was JGB 93 or Jerry, Jerry Garcia band 93 fall tour. I think it was either Norfolk or Norfolk. I think it was Norf- Norfolk, 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 yeah. Norfolk. however yeah. you say that, Yeah, uh, Norfolk. Virginia, say Norfolk,
0: but it's right.
1: Uh, I got robbed in that lot too. Well, not robbed. I got ganked. Yeah. I was trying to sell a quarter of herb to some dude. And then him and his friends circled me. It was like six of them. And they just grabbed it and started running. Because it was right, butted right up against the hood. And they started running. And I started chasing after them. And some dude grabbed me by my arm as I was running and said, I, I promise you, you don't want to go into that neighborhood. But I was pissed. I was hot-headed. I was like, "Yeah." they just ganked a quarter of weed from me. I was yeah, going yeah, after yeah. him, not yeah. thinking. And they, Uh-oh. Yeah, some, some dude saved me. Probably saved my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Beatles or Stones? Did we just lose it, Norty? I don't know. Yeah. We just lost Norty. All right, another killer episode. Nordy, thanks so much. Bummer we lost you there at the end. Uh, I think his... his his computer died at the end there. So, uh, but anyway, what a great episode. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Norty. Love you. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge, acknowledge real quick too. You mentioned Joseph Lennon McCord in the episode, AKA Merlin. Uh, and since we recorded this, he has since passed on to the other side. So, uh, just wanted to say thank you, uh, Merlin for, for everything you've given us, uh, for everything you've contributed contributed to our world and you'll be greatly missed please give a hug to jerry and uh, neil cassidy and ken kesey and all the all the pranksters uh, on the other side for us Uh, love you all okay uh, thanks again nordy for hanging out and shooting the shit with us today you can find more information about nordy and his book and his youtube channel uh, on our website deadtortales.com We'll put some links up there for you to check out Norty stuff. Buy his book. It, seriously, it's, it's awesome. You'll thank me. Or send me your address and I'll, I'll send you a copy because uh, it, it's a fun read and I know you'll enjoy it. Dead Tour Tales is brought to you by your friendly neighborhood dead merch guys, Always Blue Studios, James Donovan and Brandon Swinehart. Big thanks to our behind-the-scenes maestros, our producer, Campa, Kevin Grandpa Kev, Grandpa Kev McCracken, and Ford Joburg, uh, our editor-in-chief. Thank you, guys. And as always, the Grateful Dead for being a soundtrack to our lives. Don't forget to check out our Dead tortales merch. You can find that at deadtortales.com We have a couple killer designs by our friends and grateful artistic contributors, Aaron Cadigan and Ben Korn. Also, check out our other site, alwaysapootstudios.com, where you'll find a wider array of Grateful Dead inspired merchandise. Lastly, please check out our Patreon where you can subscribe for a few measly pennies a month and have the opportunity to receive access to bonus video footage, sticker packs, t shirts, an opportunity for a live call into the show, or even appear on an episode yourself to talk with us about your experience in the Grateful Dead universe. Hang out for a few minutes. Uh, continue to enjoy this version of All Along the Watchtower, Greek Theater 87. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you out on the road sometime. In the meantime, make sure you come back and check out next week's episode. It's sure to be a hoot.